The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Welcome in. It is the Buck Baloo Show right here on The Fan. A little bit different this after, actually this morning. I'm just so used to the afternoon show. Carlos Medina subbing in. I still got... Well, the very capable hands of Sean Nerney and Derek Thomas are going to be helping me out through this hour. It is brought to you by the Haug Law Group. And I I, got to start with this because I don't wake up in the morning and kind of have Northeastern radio mentality. If you've ever seen what that is, that is where you wake up angry. I do not do that. I'm a pretty generally happy person. I sit back and I'm like, things are pretty fun. Daughters get up in the morning, wife gets up in the morning, and as long as they get out the door, then I'm happy. That's that's how it goes. This morning and last night, I got up angry. And that's not typical. By the way, again, Carlos Medina, you can always hit me up at Front Office Lowe's, and I'm going to be taking plenty of your phone calls during this show. Because what happened to me last night was the epitome of frustration. I have long been an advocate, and and, and Nerny, I think that you would probably agree with this as well. When it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, I want to fix the offensive and defensive lines. That's that's what it comes down to. And, and Nerny, is it not all about line play when we're talking about at the NFL level? If I got big guys playing against big guys, that's what I want. I want line play. And last night, I was not hit up with line play. Now, I was crushed myself because for so long here in Atlanta, we've seen, okay, build from outside in. Let's go get the uh, sexy weapons to put on the outside. Then we'll worry about fixing the line of scrimmage. And I really thought, Los, I really thought with the new regime in town, Fontenot and Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith being a guy that came from a place where they built from the inside out in Tennessee, I thought this was going to be the year in the draft where we saw that happen in the first round, but... Damn it, it looks like Thomas Dimitrov made the pick again last night. Oh, it was so we spent time on the Chuck and Chernoff show in the afternoon with the guys from Las Vegas who were giving us coverage. Uh and and I jumped on Twitch and was doing my my version of some draft coverage for us. I just said I can't afford a toy right now. That that's it. I can't afford a toy. And what I felt like, and I think I think my friend Matt Chernoff said it very well, the only thing he wouldn't accept at eight was a wide receiver. And I give credit to the locker room. That was a way to talk about this and 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 paint it well. Of all right, let's just see how it goes. All right, I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Bucks big take in a second because I, I wanna I wanna make sure I hammer this big. Okay, let's get to the big take. There it is, Bucks big take. I spend two to three months every year studying the NFL draft. That's what I do. I'm obsessed with it. I'm sick in the head. I flat out tell you that when I do the audio fun bag or when I sub in for Chuck Oliver or even on the Chuck and Turnoff show, I will tell you flat out, I am not a regular person. I'm a weirdo, okay? I am strange. I wait all year long to see people read names off of cards. And then I then study the next year 
going, all right, let me watch at least 300 snaps of guys so that I can put a draft board together. Let me point this out to you because here's my frustration point. And, and I only say this from having put in the work, okay? I had my draft board out. I had it out the last week of March. I had plans. I was going to go to Disney with the family first week in April. So my, my goal, get, finish all my draft work, get it out to the people, and let it sit out there. I had Trayvon Walker number one. And by the way, when we get to roundtable, we'll talk a lot of Georgia because a lot of last night was really great for Georgia. It's not all bad news. But when you talk about the first nine picks of the NFL draft, after the first nine picks, the top eight of my board were gone. Okay? After the first nine picks, the top eight of my board were gone. There was only one team that picked from outside of that group. That was the Atlanta Falcons. I had Trayvon Walker as my number one overall player in this draft. He went number one overall. Aiden Hutchinson, I had number three. He went number two. Evan Neal, I had him at number four, right in that range. Kayvon Thibodeau, I had him at seven. He went at five. I had, even yesterday, I talked about Derek Stingley being a surprise as a number three overall pick, that I, I thought there was a possibility of that happening. That happened. Talked about it in the afternoon show. Drake London I had as the 17th overall player in this draft. Drake London I had as a 17th overall player in this draft. Now, if I'm good enough to get the top eight, if I tell you a guy is 17, will you give me the benefit of the doubt? Now, Drake London's a really good football player. Started at the bottom. Now we're here. Kind of like that, too. Different Drake. But he's a good football player. I, I'm not knocking him as a player. I'm knocking the foundational thoughts of what they did. And I'll get into a little bit more of that because the league is changing right in front of us. The NFL is wildly changing right in front of us of how you build a team. Talked about this quite a bit. When you draft a unicorn like Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts is going to be a 20 to $25 million a year player within two years. If your receiver hits, it's the same thing. And now we're right back in the same place where we're an Atlanta Falcons team that is top-heavy with certain contracts that don't, I'm not going to say completely, but don't influence games the same way. In the NFL, it's all about quarterback, left tackle, if you got an elite corner, which you already do, you got that, check, we got that there, and pass rush. Now, what would I have done? I had the number five player on my board was Charles Cross. And I talked about, uh, Derek, thank you. I see you already jumping around. Derek Thomas is very upset about this deal because I, I talked about this on Twitch, and I, I don't bring the audio to you because I'm not trying to, like, rub it in. I'm not trying to. For, for those of you that joined the Twitch channel last night, thank you. I do appreciate it. I talked about the mature thing that we should be doing. That the mature thing was, let's work on the lines of scrimmage. And I brought up Charles Cross or Jermaine Johnson. Now, Johnson goes at the back end of the first round. I have to assume, because for the most part, a lot of us looked at him as the ACC Defensive Player of the Year as a top 15 guy. I'm curious if that's an Aziz Ojolari sort of deal, where there's a little bit of an injury, there's something that's going on there that ended up having him fall. I believe that's what happened. We'll find out as we go. But I'm staring at two of these players that I have in the top 10. I'm like, draft either one of them. And quite honestly, 
Left tackle is boring. Okay? It's boring. It's hard to sell that to fans. I'm a Cowboy fan. They drafted a left guard that they hope is going to play left tackle in the future. Boring. I'm sitting there screaming about, like, give me a George Pickens. Like, let's, let's do something fun, right? Let's do something awesome. The mature people in the room, the people that have dessert last, you know how kids are. Kids have dessert first. They want the dessert. They want the pudding right away. Adults have it last. The adults in the room over there decided, no, let's draft an offensive lineman. It's, it's a better play for us. Same thing should have happened here. I, I, I don't know. I, I know outside of Mel Kuyper, who had had Drake London at eight to the Falcons for weeks. Are you telegraphing it that hard that the guy who doesn't get most of anything right got that right? I mean, come on. He had Trayvon Walker on his initial mock going 24th overall. I spent, oh, I don't know, about 30 minutes looking at Trayvon Walker, and I'm like, he ain't going to make it to eight. There's no chance. No way. He goes number one. And so I I guess that's my frustration point that I have right now. That's the frustration I have today is that a team that is notoriously weak on the lines of scrimmage didn't do the mature thing yesterday. They didn't. They took another toy. Now, I, I wish I could, like, you know, show you my beads and say, here, I speak of this truth. Look at what it is. This is, this, is the, this is the truth of what I speak to you. Matt Ryan has been sacked over 160 times in the last four seasons. Ponder that one out. 160 times of the last four seasons. And you thought a receiver was a good idea in a draft that has starting caliber wide receivers running all the way into the third round. That, that was the idea. That was the plan. Are you kidding me? Oh, by the way, a team that had 18 sacks over 17 games thought a receiver was the play? I could make the argument. I really could. If it was a situation where I looked at the team and said, you know what, this wide receiver, yeah, he's probably about the 10th or 9th best overall player in the draft. And I will tell you, I had Garrett Wilson at 11. Where'd he go? 10, 11? I got to pull up all of my draft stuff again. I'm just, I'm just frustrated because the only thing I felt they couldn't do was go get a toy. And they went and got a toy. Now, you can tell me, hey, Los, they don't have any receivers. You're right. You know what the league is doing right now? Yeah, they're drafting them in the second, third round. If they draft it in the first round, then they trade them. And we'll, and we'll get in that in a matter of minutes. But that's what I'm frustrated about. That's what I was incredibly hot over. Wilson, 10 to the Jets. Thank you. He was my 11th overall player. By the way, Kyle Hamilton, I think it was 13th overall. I had him 12. Uh, anyway, uh, not a top five player. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Now, I will say that, Derek, good point. Alave, I had him down the board. They decided that was their guy, that they were going to take him at 11. Jamison, I, I had him as my other first rounder as, as a wide receiver. He ends up at 12. So the, the run on receivers did get going with Atlanta, but it never should have. Your job was to solidify the offensive and defensive lines. If there's one thing that was continuous when I talked to Falcons fans throughout this entire draft process, it was, let's be mature. Let's fix the offensive and defensive lines. 
I put out two uh, polls yesterday, and I asked both of them, if you get an option to move down, would you do it? And I gave you a couple scenarios. Falcons fans to 75 and 80% were like, yes, move down. This fan base knows what's going on here. The fan base realizes it is a rebuild. You don't have to call it that, Atlanta, but it is a rebuild. And so what are you supposed to do with that? Make mature picks. Build the offensive and defensive lines. Because you know what happens with a receiver without a franchise quarterback? Yeah, he's a receiver. And he's a good receiver. They, the fun part about Drake London, he averaged 29 points per game in high school as a basketball player. So guys like Brian Finneran, he's after his heart. Like, oh, wait, he's a baller who also is a receiver? All right, I'm on board. Yeah, he was like 29 points per game with like 10 rebounds and 8 assists. Like, he was a stud. Played receiver uh, played a receiver, and also played some basketball at Southern Cal. Total stud. I'm not hating on the player. I like the player. I don't like the player there, and I don't like that this team continues to ignore the foundational aspects of the NFL. Offensive and defensive lines. I'll get more into that in a minute. I do also want to point out the Braves ended up taking two out of three from the Chicago Cubs, so we finally got a series win, people. Finally got one. It's happened. I'm back. Yes, we're back. It's happening. And so what's the rest of this weekend? It's a get-right weekend. Trust me, I'm a Texas Ranger fan. I watch their games. They are not good. Okay? The Rangers can slug their way to a victory here and there. They can't get anybody out. So what is the goal this weekend? Go to Arlington. Whoop that. Okay? Like, if it's not two out of three, it better be three out of three. They are not good. They're not on your level. But it was nice to see Kyle Wright once again. I had to record the first part of the game because I missed, you know, obviously once once the Falcons drafted kicked me in the beanbag, I was like, all right, I'm going to put the Braves game on along with this. Do also want to remind you about Cellini and Domino and myself. It's weird when you read one about your, yourself. And Dan at Academy Sports in Conyers. You can join Cellini and Domino and myself and Dan today from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Academy Sports and Outdoors in Conyers. Celebrate the grand opening of the new Academy Sports and Outdoors in Conyers this weekend with family-friendly games, free custom-printed T-shirts, and mystery gift card giveaways. On Saturday, you can take a picture with Atlanta Braves, uh, the Atlanta Braves trophy from 12 to 4, and meet and greet Braves alumni from 1.30 to 2.30. On Sunday, there'll be local food trucks from 12 to 2, and you can meet and greet pro angler Hunter Shyrock from 2 until 3.30. All right, coming up next, we continue the Buck Baloo show. <sighs> the Falcons have decided to build their team in a way that no one else is doing in the NFL. I'm ready to give up the five. We'll take that and your phone calls, 404-231-1680. This is the Buck Baloo Show right here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The eighth pick. In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Drake London, wide receiver, USC. 
was like a reenactment of what I did. I think I yelled sons of bees when it happened. It's uh, Carlos Medina at Front Office Lowe's on Twitter, subbing in for my friend Buck Blue, who has the day off, taking you until 11 o'clock. We will get to a roundtable here in a matter of about 15 minutes as well, because Georgia was a big night. We'll be able to jump into that as well. Do want to remind you about 680 The Fan and Lake Point Sports. This weekend is the Legends of Spring event at Lake Point Sports in Emerson, Georgia. Join Dan Matthews and Steve West tomorrow, 11 to 2, as they broadcast live from the baseball complex. This exciting weekend event will see the best travel and youth sports athletes from across the nation compete in basketball, baseball, football, and beach volleyball. That's Dan and Westy, 11 to 2, tomorrow at Lake Point Sports. I got to get into this, and, I, and I'm going to take your phone calls at 404-231-1680. The Atlanta Falcons are now pot committed to building a team that the rest of the NFL is now moving away from. This is something that's now been a recent trend, and it started over the last year and a half of NFL teams looking at the best wide receivers in the league and saying, I can't afford you and the quarterback. It really was with New Hopkins in, in Houston where Deshaun Watson had gotten the big $100 million deal, and they looked at, at Nuke and said, we can't pay you on this level if we want to have a well-rounded team. So they traded him. They traded him to Arizona, who had a quarterback on a rookie deal. Look what's happening around the league now. The Dallas Cowboys paid Dak Prescott the $40 million and looked at Amari Cooper and said, yeah, $20 million doesn't work. We, we can't build a roster this way. Look what happened with A.J. Brown last night. He gets moved to Philadelphia because Tennessee goes, we can't pay you $24, $25 million a year on average. We tried. You won't take it. We got to move on. Send him to Philadelphia. Philadelphia gives him the $100 million deal. They got a rookie contract with their quarterback. Here, look at Cheetah. Cheetah goes from Kansas City over to Miami, and Cheetah Hill's like, you're going to pay me $30 million a year on average. They're like, okay, we got a rookie. And so that's what they did. It's going on around the league. Debo Samuel's going to be the same way. I wouldn't be surprised if Debo Samuel and Grady Jarrett moved tonight. Would not be surprised one bit. And so you now have this trend of if you draft them, it's great to have them for about three years into four years, and then when it's time to pay them, you move them. In a perfect world, you've drafted a wide receiver in Drake London to move on from him unless you hit on a quarterback. So what does that mean? All right, as long as I find the quarterback of the future, over the next year or two, I can have London. But if he hits, I got to have them like, like ships passing in the night. And the fact that I took Kyle Pitts last year means I can't, if I'm, if I'm talking about having a quarterback and saying I've got to hit on one. I can't have them both be making nearly $50, $55 million in cap space. It doesn't work. Kyle Pitts was your unicorn. He's the one you took, which now means I got to find cheaper wide receiver talent in rounds two through seven moving forward. Because Kyle Pitts, after going for 1,000 yards, first tight end to do that, since Mike Ditka, who is a Hall of Famer at the position, he's going to be a $25 million a year player. All right, let me get to your phone calls. 404-231-1680. Let's start with Joe. Joe, you're up right here on the Buck Baloo Show. Hey, good morning. Um, the frustration of all longtime Atlanta Falcons fans got to be at a high level today. Um, I'm not a diehard Falcons fan. I moved here 23 years ago. 
and I literally thought about this during your break, I can count on one hand the number of first-round draft picks that made it big for the Falcons since I moved here. Everything else is a bust with these guys. They're not taking care of the core of the game, and it's on the line of scrimmage. If you don't have protection for your quarterback, if you can't open a gap for a run back, you don't serve, you lose. And that's why this team is going to continue to lose. Um, I just don't understand. They make big changes. Arthur Blake makes big changes, and they turn around, they do the same thing they've done for years. Joe, I appreciate the call. You get caught up in shiny stuff. That, that's the issue. And in this town, when you have a building without a lot of people in it, you start thinking about shiny stuff. It, th- there is a business to this. I, I know that the appropriate play is taking an offensive or defensive lineman. It is. And Derek brings this up. Is Charles Cross more of a pass blocker? 682 snaps last year, two sacks given up. That's what he did. And yes, he played exclusively from the two-point stance. That, that's what he did, Derek. I was more just trying to give them like an out and Some say he doesn't out. fit our scheme because we want to be tough up front and pound the ball and run the ball so he doesn't fit our scheme. That, that's the only way well, I can hold, make hold sense on. of it. Let, let, let me go to the man who knows this stuff. Yeah, in let's this go to Nerny. We are too. Nerny, if you're playing exclusively from a two-point stance, 682 dropbacks and two sacks, I mean, I think that's as impressive as it gets because you, the, the the defense knows every time yeah, we're throwing the football. Exactly. When you got Mike Leach calling the plays, like you said, that defense, and that's why we talk about staying balanced in the NFL so the defense can't key in on, on whether you're running or, or, or throwing the football. But, yeah, you knew as a defender going against on the other side of the cross that they were dropping back and throwing every single down. I will say this. You know, apparently our scheme is not to pass protect, so maybe he doesn't <laughs> fit our scheme because he tends to like to pass block, and we're not really into that. Oh, you know what? If if it wasn't so extreme, and again, I gave you the numbers, it's been 40-plus sacks over the last four years for Matt Ryan, the time he was here. If, if it wasn't so extreme, I wouldn't laugh about it, but you're right. It, it's like, I mean, I, you know, right before the pick, I mean, I tweeted out there. I said, don't F this up. Johnson or uh, or Cross. Or Cross. I, mean, I saw it, too. I saw when you did, tweeted that. Impossible to screw it up, yet they somehow found a way. If I may, I worked with Domino five days a week, the king of the analogy slash metaphor. When you're constructing a house, do you typically start from the bottom up, do like the concrete slab, and then build a foundation? The foundation's important. You don't tep- typically, you know, hang up the uh, 55-inch TVs on the wall <laughs> until after that house is constructed, right? They're busy thinking about the chimney, man. That, that's what they're, I mean, they are worried about, okay, well, how am I going to get this uh, covered patio in the back? I'm going to get my TV through the brick mortar on the, on the uh, outdoor patio. That's the way that they're thinking. You have got to start with the foundation. I thought this would be a fantastic, I mean, listen, you're not winning this year regardless of who you take. Really, it's all about moving, you know, building towards the uh, the future. I would much rather have a rookie offensive lineman go out there this year, learn what it's like to play NFL speed, and get that under his belt. With a receiver, I just it's it's frustrating working outside in. I I look at a receiver like Drake London, you know, taking him in the top ten as an upgrade that you worry about once the rest of that house is finished, and that's not what the Falcons are doing. Yeah, and that. A similar analogy, I equated it to putting a shiny coat on a car without a transmission. But is it possible? <laughs> I, lo- I love both of your analogies. Yeah, I mean, no, the car looks great. It doesn't run and there aren't airbags. The brakes are a little squeaky, but to look at this paint job. Uh, but is it possible? Now, all of this is to set up for a quarterback, right? 
It's all, it, it, and we want to table set for the quarterback he wants to have. We want to give this guy weapons as he comes in. We're going to give Marcus Mariota weapons this year. And, I, you know, this looks like an attractive option for a quarterback. However, I think, again, building an offensive line is probably a more attractive and comfortable place for a quarterback than it is to have shiny weapons on the outside. My stance has always been this. This is a team that's going to have about $100 million in cap space next year. Next year, you're going to do a lot of damage. And what you are going to do with the first five picks, you have five of the top 82. This was the time to get solid. This was the time to do the stuff that you don't want to do it. You know what? Next offseason, you go get the toys. You go add all the fun stuff. You go and say, you know what? They don't want to pay their guy this. Hey, guess what? We're taking Debo off your hands for $100 million. Like, that's the sort of stuff you do once it's time, but you've got to build the foundation first. Nerney makes an excellent point. The house has to be built on the foundation, not worried about the 75-inch TV in, in the living room. That's, that's silly. Derek brings up the point. Shiny coat, no transmission. That's a problem. Take more of your phone calls, 404-231-1680. Let's go out to Uncle Gary. Gary, you're up next right here on the Buck Baloo Show. Hey, how are you? Very well. Mostly. Uh, can the, you can explain to me why the Atlanta Falcons don't understand that we have a conference in this region where you need to be drafting instead of California? I'm tired of drafting players from San Diego State and Fresno State and USC. And we could have had Charles Cross or Jordan Davis, and we blew it again. Once again, you don't draft from the best conference that's right in your backyard. And, and they, I don't understand this uh, anti-SEC thing with them. Can you please explain this to me? And we need to get George, James Cook in the second round because he's Darren Sproles 2.0. Gary, I appreciate No, we call. don't. <laughs> no, I was about to say, I was like, that's another shiny toy. No, don't we fall, do not. Don't fall for the toy. You know what sounds really good the second round? Bunch of big dudes. I, I talk about this on, on the show in the evening, and I've talked about this on Chuck and Chernoff for years. I have a, a Bill Parcells Bible. Because when I, was, when I was a younger broadcaster, Bill Parcells had been hired by the Cowboys, and I would have to go out to Cowboy Wednesday. That was my job. Go out every single Wednesday out at Valley Ranch at the time. Now it's now the star. And I'd have to go get audio. I would go into the locker room, and I'd have to you know, talk to different players. And as, as a young broadcaster, you go and get audio, you cut it up, and then you send it back into the radio station. That's what you do. And I also had to attend the Bill Parcells press conference. For those two years, it was the greatest instructional time in NFL football in my entire life. It was like I was taking, and I was in college at the time, but it was like I was taking another college course, listening to this man talk about football. And, and ultimately, he would, he would make it very simple. He would say, this game's about big guys moving big guys. Now, that sounds overly simplistic, right? In a league where I got to score 28 points per game to win, I gotta, if, I got, if I do that, I'm going to win a championship. Foundationally, it's about big guys moving big guys. And so what do I want? Give me some more big guys. Now, you're, you're talking about 43rd overall to start with. And I'm looking at my board. <sighs> okay. Ebiketti, Arnold Ebiketti from Penn State is probably the next best pass rusher that I have. Does he get to 43? I don't know. Bernard Raymond, if you're okay with a guy who's got a, uh, he's got a, some sort of knee issue, that's what that, that's been brought up but he's from Central Michigan. You're going outside the Power Five. Logan Hall, defensive end from Houston, another good player, probably more of a 3-4 guy. Big dude, outside of Power Five. Sawyer, don't mind that. But now I'm drafting, and this is the problem you run into. 
when you're drafting second-round picks to push third-round picks off the roster. You're basically saying, hey, Jalen Mayfield, I'm not really sure what I got here, so I'm going to take Sawyer. You're drafting a second-rounder to push a first-rounder at right tackle off, off the roster. That's, that's problematic. So what do I want? I want big guys. I want big guys up front and on the line of scrimmage. It doesn't change for me. You've got two twos and two threes. You are in prime position. You're one of the power brokers. Green Bay has a couple of twos. Seattle has a couple of twos. Atlanta, you got a couple of twos. This this is a good place to be. But now you got to start hitting. Now you got to start getting the big guys. If you come out of this second round and you're like, look, we got ourselves another running back and a tight end, I'll be like, what are we doing? What are we doing? All right, let me go back on out to the phones, 404-231-1680. Let's talk to Jimmy. Jimmy, you're up next. Okay, guys. So, um, like, you and Buck and everybody else just about on the fan, um, I'm listening to you guys, and everybody is like, we have to draft. And I agree. We have to get D-line, O-line. You build from the trenches because that's what all of the good teams do. And I'm just going to note, I moved to Atlanta in 1999, Instantly adopted the Falcons, moved a few miles from where they practiced at Flowery Branch, lifelong Cowboys fan, and instantly adopted the, the Falcons. So I split my allegiance. You know, anyway, uh, and, and I love it. Um, but here's what I will say. Number one, the Falcons have not drafted a pro bowler that I know of on either side of the O-or D-line since, and one, Grady Jarrett. And we have sucked on the O-line and the D-line since I've been here, and I can't wait to see Matt Ryan kick ass up in Indianapolis with a real O-line. But as far as last night, I'm 100% on board with the pick because Fontenot looks like he's doing something that has not happened since I've been in Atlanta pulling for the Falcons. He's picking the best player available. Good for him. And we desperately need it. And the way I see it for the next six or seven years at least, we have two guys that are over 6'5", that can run uh, 4.5, and out... Jimmy, I, I, I love your points, but... And this is not to, to tear you apart or anything. Jimmy, the best player on the board was a left tackle who's given up two sacks over 682 snaps. That's who the best player is. But that player also doesn't put any butts in the seats. And, and I think that's a factor. Again, I, I, I hold up my board, and I tell you, it's not the end-all, be-all. It isn't. But when I have eight of my players off the board in the four, first nine picks, I mean, Nerny, I'm holding this up. Look at all the marks through it. I had the first eight guys off the board in the first nine picks. Charles Cross was the last one. It's impressive. What are we doing? You took the 17th best player. Now, obviously, he was better player than that. But that, that's frustrating to me. That's frustrating. And, you know, you talk about the unsexiness and crosses and going to book butts in the seat. And we, we had this happen a couple of years ago when we drafted Chris Lindstrom. And a lot of people, oh, well, you know, what are we going to do with and, the right and, and guard? McGarry on the back end, too. McGarry, well, McGarry, I'm going to leave off of this argument because <laughs> it's going to torpedo it. Uh -oh. But when you spend a top 10 pick or whatever uh, Lindstrom is taking at, you just got a guy that is going to be capable. You're going to be able to re-sign him because he plays guard. It's not going to be, you know, insane amounts of numbers like a you know, receiver or whatnot or a defensive end. You drafted a guy, yeah, it was top 10, but you solidified that position for a decade 
down the road. You had the opportunity to do that exact same thing with Cross. At the very least, he's going to come in and compete from day one with McGarry. I think he would he would take that job away from him. You had a chance to solidify not one, but two contracts worth of play from a guy in the top ten, and you didn't do that because I'm with you. If, if Drake London, and, and I hate it for him because I'm sure he's a great kid, he may be a hell of a player. He's a good player. But he could outprice himself in one contract, and you could be, and he could be gone. It, it, again, it goes against how everyone else is building in the NFL. That's that's the thing. It's not against Drake London because Drake London's a good player. I had him as a first-round pick, okay? I, like, I think he's a really good football player. I do just want to make that point. Let's not crap on this kid. No, he's a good football right? player. Right? Because some folks might be disappointed that in the, the situation that he was drafted. It, it, it's part of what goes on. Yeah. All right, we'll get to a, a roundtable in just a second. Let me take one more phone call. Let's get in, Joe. Joe, you're up next right here on the Buck Baloo Show. Yeah, you know how our GM, we know he's not a football guy. is because he didn't learn from the past. There was a great football player, but one of the worst GMs ever, and Matt Millen, he did this exact same thing, and he built it from wide receivers, and it was awful. And that's what exactly what we're doing. You call Kyle Pitts tight end, he's a wide receiver. So two years in a row, we've taken wide receivers now. I get the frustration, and you're right. Matt Millen went crazy on wide receivers. He took three in the first round, took three in the top ten, and that sank basically how the structure of the Lions were built. All right, let's get to a roundtable. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far side line, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. If you're by the radio, that always works. But if not, not a big deal. You can stay connected to all the latest news, your favorite fan shows on the fan app. Driven by Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. Download the fan app now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. So last night, okay, so here's the plus side. Because there's always an opposite side of that pancake. Yes, I was frustrated at 8. I will admit it, that happened. I don't try and be that way on a regular basis. But I was ecstatic for the University of Georgia. I had brought this up on Chuck and Chernoff earlier in the week when Matt said... Over under four and a half Bulldogs drafted in the first round. I said, I think there's four. I think there's four. Lewis seen getting drafted 32nd overall. Perfect. It made everything cool. Five Georgia Bulldogs. Now, it goes beyond saying, because you had last year, Alabama had six guys drafted the first round. So now you're trending in that direction where this is what we're doing. This is the level that Kirby Smart is not only recruiting, but developing. And that's a big deal. Developing is now the huge deal. Because it's one thing to get a bunch of five stars and here's what they turn into. And okay, that's great. That's how it works. You are now starting to turn three stars into first round picks. That's what Jordan Davis was. He was a three-star kid out of North Carolina that showed up way too big and turned himself into a draftable player. Not just draftable. But the Eagles were willing to move four draft picks to move up to 13 to go get Jordan Davis. And that's when you started having the movement start. Trayvon Walker having the number one overall draft pick is huge in the NFL and also in college football because you can always point and say, our guy showed up, he did it this way, Georgia kid, Georgia bred, number one overall player. I had him as my number one overall guy on my board for the better part of a month. 
it was good to see that. But then to see everything move forward. And and I think the, the big surprise of the night, but it, I mean, I call it a surprise. I can't get all that surprised about it. I've been hearing for two days, Quay Walker is making people go, this dude is the truth. He's got this athleticism that we think translates more than N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean, the only reason he wasn't drafted last night was because there were some lingering issues about longevity and injury. There's some stuff there that was being talked about. I think N'Kobe Dean goes very early than the second round. But when you look over the entirely uh, the entirety of what happened, you then had the back end of that first round was Georgia. Devontae Wyatt to 28. That was telegraphed for a long time. Philadelphia and Green Bay were the two primary teams that loved him. And then Lewisine. Minnesota, who Minnesota plays safeties. Like that's a big deal. Getting him in here. That's five. That's now the record for the most defensive players drafted off one team in the first round in NFL history. And that belongs to Georgia. That belongs to you, Bulldogs. Now, what's going to happen moving forward? I think we're going to get 10 Bulldogs drafted by the end of tonight. Already got five. There's five more coming. And so you just think about that that plethora of crazy amount of talent of having 10 guys in the top three rounds. How do you win national championships? Oh, have 10 guys drafted in the top three rounds. That's really helpful. That, that ends up working pretty well. The math is good there. And so there'll be guys like Zamir White. I don't think he goes tonight. He goes Saturday pretty early. James Cook, it's going. That's happening. Channing Tindall, going tonight. N'Kobe Dean, going. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. And so, Georgia fans, you get to put the chest out. You get to be the ones to go, all right, this draft is about us. And it was about you from the top to the bottom. All right, coming up next, tonight the city needs to land one word. That word is hope. We'll talk about that next week. Finish up the Buck Blue Show right here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. I want to say I had a good sense. Uh, I just felt like I wanted to be in Atlanta at the end of the day. Uh, this is where I'm- The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. wanted to end up, and, and I'm like, I'm, I don't even know what to say. I'm at loss of words, to be honest. That's new Falcons receiver Drake London. Again, he's a good player. He is. He's a good player. I'm just upset with how they're building this thing. It's Carlos Medina. You can follow me at Front Office Los on Twitter. You can call me Los. We're friends like that. Subbing in for my friend Buck, who will be back on Monday taking care of the show. Got a few more minutes left in it. Do want to remind you about the podcast park where if you want more from 6 to the Fan, you can check out our array of incredible podcasts. The podcast park is brought to you by Associated Credit Union and all they have to offer from the Braves to the Dogs, from Falcons to Beer. Got you covered. There's the audio fun bag. There's a 643 podcast with Dylan Short. There's the Daily 10 that you get. There's Buck's Beat as well. 
You can also check out Beer Guys Radio, Southern Beat with Dan Matthews, all sorts of stuff. The Frozen Rope Report, that's a weekly as well. And also the Chuck Oliver Show. You can get all these, all of our podcasts at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Okay, before we get to a final word, I'm going to work on getting in y'all's calls real quick. 404-231-1680. Let's talk to CJ. CJ, you're up next right here on the Buck Blue Show. Morning, Lowe's. How's it going? Doing well. Hey, first off, I'm kind of disappointed you guys didn't do your draft show. That's the kind of only reason I watched. CJ, I'm a bum. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit bummed too. I tell you what, you know, you send me an email. I'll send you the link to what I did on Twitch last night. How's that? Dope. Okay, <laughs> so Los, help me understand, right? Because the clamor is for to solidify lines. We should have taken cross. I'm a fan of the London pick. I'll tell you why shortly. I'll be real quick. What I believe cross or a defensive player would have went through would be the equivalent of what Mayfield and Dahlman went through last season. We don't have anything to help them out as far as defense. Um, the defense line, you don't have anything to help them out. You double Grady, you demoralize whoever we have picked on the defense. Offensively, I really don't think that the line, South current stopping line, uh, the state that is currently in, uh, offensive player, offensive lineman will make any difference. I do believe, long story short, I believe that we can pick up offensive line help in the, in the later rounds, which I believe we're going to invest in heavily, offensive and defensive. But I do believe, given that you, me, and Nernan were playing wide receivers for the Falcons, Leonard was the best pick. Appreciate the call, CJ. I'll tell you this. As you move down the draft board, you can find guard and right tackle only play. You're not going to find a left tackle like Charles Cross in my mind. Ter- the Terran Armsteads of the world are so rare. The small school, third-round guy that turns into a stud – that's tough to find. Oh, let me get one more in here. Let's talk to James. James, you're up next right here on the Buck Baloo Show. Hey, Lois. Uh, totally agree on Cross. Uh, I think I, I think after seeing how far Jermaine Johnson fell, I felt a little better about not picking him at eight because I thought he was going top 15. Uh, after sleeping on it, I, I like the London pick. My thing is just only the scheme fit. Uh, you know, so we have Pitts, kind of that guy underneath who does have a lot of speed. I would have liked Garrett Wilson to take the top off or uh, or Jamison right there. Um, but I think we should give London a chance. I mean, Falcons fans didn't like Keanu Neal. That was a great pick. You know, injuries aside, A.J. Terrell, same thing, slam dunk pick. So let's see what happens today. But I guess just the scheme fit, I would have liked a receiver with the, with the top end speed. So I'll, I'll hang up and listen. I don't think that's a problem, James. And I, I like your point that if you're looking for somebody that balances the offense a little bit differently, there are four three guys. Garrett Wilson, I had him as my 11th overall player, and he ends up going 10th. I, that, I just thought that was the place. I brought it up yesterday on the show. I said, I believe that the run on receivers really gets going at 10, and I thought that was going to be okay. The Jets are going to start it. I didn't know that it was going to start at 8. I, I didn't think that there was any way possible. Like, no, 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 they're not going to go receiver. They don't, they're not going to add a toy. They added a toy. And I had, and, and the way I had my receiver stacked, Garrett Wilson, I had 11th. Traylon Burks, I had at 13. I like that. I think that's a Debo Samuel starter kit. And I had Drake London at 17. Those are all first-round picks for me. Those are all first-round grades. I only had 20 guys with first-round grades. So that that was my thought process. I thought that, that, that at, when there's only 20 and Drake London's one of them, he's a pretty good player. I just don't like how they're going about building this thing in this way. All right, it's now time. Let's get to a final word. This is always the coolest part of the Buck show to me. When Buck, like, okay. It's almost like, you know, I'm sitting down. I'm going to have that that final moment where we're going to make sense of this entire crazy world. 
That's kind of what it turns into. So this is what I have to say for tonight. Because the Atlanta Falcons, you have ammunition. 43rd overall, 58th overall, 74th overall, 82nd overall. You have four picks tonight. Now, what changes the narrative? Yeah, you can go offensive and defensive lines. That that will help. You can find some, some people that can cause some damage. That would help. But more than anything, you need to provide hope. What is it? Hope is the best of things. It's the greatest of things. Whatever it is from Shawshank. It's the best of things. It's the greatest of things. Hope comes in the way of a future. Of a brighter one. To me, and I don't know if they provide it. I know one guy that does. Malik Willis has been hope for me. That's a quarterback. And it's a local kid. Now, I know I'm... I'm I'm a lot better with Malik Willis if I took a big-time lineman in the first round. I'm like, good. Now I know what I'm doing here. But I took a receiver. All right. If you want to go fully crazy, get your quarterback. Get him. Do it from there. Now, there's problems here. There are inherent risks. What I will point out to you is in the second round, Jacksonville's not a problem. Detroit's not a problem. Houston, probably not a problem. The Jets, not a problem. The Giants, eh, well, eh, I didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Probably not a problem. Carolina, you don't have to worry about them. They're not. You don't worry about that. The ones you run into in the second round is Seattle. Seattle's a problem because Seattle holds 40 and 41. And they, along with Carolina, along with Atlanta and Pittsburgh, were four of the prominent teams that were talking about Malik Willis. Now, Pittsburgh did their thing at 20. They went and got Kenny Pickett. They're not in the quarterback derby anymore. Carolina, you don't have to worry about them. They don't pick again until the third round. You have to worry about Seattle now. Seattle is that problematic team. Detroit, to a certain extent, too. Now, I, I got some really good information from my friend Emily Austin, who works with Liberty. She talked to Coach Hugh Freeze. I was talking to her on the regional show yesterday. She says all the teams that contacted Hugh Freeze about Malik Willis, Detroit was not one of them. Even though they coached him at the Senior Bowl, they were like, they didn't call him directly. So found that to be kind of rare. So I don't know if we have to worry about Detroit, but it's going to happen. You're going to have a bunch of quarterbacks go off the top. You're going to have Matt, you're gonna have Matt Corral right off the top. That's going to happen. And Sam Howe. And Malik Willis. So that's what it's going to be about tonight. If you get one, you got hope. If you don't, that kind of hurts the hope. That that changes the timing on the clock of how it goes. All right, thank you to Sean Nurney. Thank you to Derek Thomas for getting us through this thing. And uh, thank you to Buck for allowing me to sub in on the show. Buck will be back on Monday. Have a good rest of your uh, your morning and your afternoon. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com save. That's worthybonds.com save. And save and win. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.